Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday, the 20th of February 2023. It's Gary here again, and I am coming to you on this Monday evening. Right now, it's, oh, what's that, 8.39pm on a very snowy, blustery, windy, and soon to be very, very cold Calgary. We're hitting another very cold snap here this week. And it's kind of wild outside, quite honestly. So thankfully, I'm not travelling anywhere tonight. And we'll see what the roads are like tomorrow for work. Well, the end of my sister Debbie's birthday week and the party weekend has left me kind of tired. I don't mind admitting so that. Maybe we'll make this pod a wee bit quicker than than maybe, certainly than last week's. Last week's ended up being... Yeah, a bit of a long one, that wasn't what was intended, but yeah, we had a great time. Uh, we had uh, we had a lot of fun and and uh, we, we got to um, a, a, a point where everybody had a great time, I think, and, and all the, the things worked out the way they were supposed to work out as well. So what I'm going to start with this week is what Gaz got wrong last week, and well, not so much wrong. I, I did say, if you listened last week, that I didn't. Debbie and I didn't have much of a chance or opportunity to have some drinks together since she tried to break my driveway with her arm after our New Year get-together. And then I immediately after that said, her rehab is going well. So I don't want you to think that her drinking rehab is going well because that's not going well at all for her. It's a recovery from her broken arm and the subsequent surgery that she had that was going well. So just in case it sounded like her alcoholic rehab was going well. That's not what I intended. And I also grossly understated the number of people who perished and um, and continue, the numbers continue to rise in terms of the Turkey and Syria earthquakes. And I think I said roughly that the number was about, I don't even remember what I said, 12,000 or something. And the number that's kind of like half of the actual number. So that's a big whoops for me. Anyway, on to the games segment. Just the one game, as you know from last week and you know what it just seems like Michael Beale has 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 us playing just winning football again you know even when we're not at our best and we are playing on a pitch that we just don't like against a side that we have struggled against in, in recent seasons we, we kind of turned the game into a bit of a canter didn't we you know running out three nil winners with not too too much in terms of drama or fraughtness and you know, and, and and getting the victory that we needed to get. So the goals came from a, a brilliant double from James Tavernier, and um, he had a great weekend, didn't he? And uh, another one from Kamar Roof, and uh, great to see him back. And and on the the score sheet, I think when he got injured the last time. You know, when he came on and scored and got injured, I think it was against Hearts, and I, I just feared that that was him out for another four months or something like that. But he's come back very very quickly from this one, which is which is great to see. So, uh, just in summary, uh, do you know what actually happened? In, in Calgary here, we, we lost the feed. There was something wrong with the internet completely. Um, the internet on uh, at the pin bar um, on, on, on Saturday morning. So we missed pretty much most of the second half, some of the first half as well, and, and we, just couldn't, we just couldn't get it back. The, I guess the only real saving grace from that was that it wasn't next week, or I guess this week now, and, you know, for the, for the cup final. So hopefully... Um, their their technical staff will have that all completely ironed out for next week and we will do a test prior to that and I'll get down there nice and early on Sunday as well just to make sure that we get that organised because we just can't have that at all for such a big game. That will really, really turn people off. But from what we did get to see 
I think the victory, as I mentioned, was quite routine. Overall, VAR was back in our side with the, the correct penalty award being given halfway through the first half for a, a blatant tug on Alfie's shirt. And then after the referee goes and decides it's a penalty, up steps Captain Fantastic himself to slot the penalty home and, and kind of banish the memories of last weekend's miss against Partick Thistle. I don't know that the penalty miss got as much press as it, as it might have on another occasion, especially with the game being so tight. Last week, or certainly score-wise, it was tight anyway. But yeah, you know, back on the wagon again and back scoring the penalties. And then Livingston then have their, their fellow sent off for his second fill. And, and you know, like I watched the, the highlights again yesterday as I, was, as I was preparing for today. And the two fouls the guy got booked for, you know, so depending on what way you look at it, they, they, they kind of, the two fouls look kind of soft, but... They were, by the, the, the rules of the game, yellow card defences, and they were just just annoying. I think the guy was trying to be really coy or, or really kind of, you know, in some way sneaky about the way he was doing things, just leaving a wee bit in, you know, just you know, kind of breaking things up, and it was just more annoying than anything else, and the referee decided he wasn't having any of that and, and decided that he was going off. Then, and how often do you see this? This is not very often. From the resultant free kick that was his second yellow, and, and this is red, James Tavernier hits an absolutely unstoppable world-class free kick into the top corner to make it 2-0 in the 78th minute. And that's bait. that basically kills the game then. And I know that um, the Livingston manager had said as much after after the game in his post-match press conference as well. And then we have Kamar Roof, who I mentioned a wee bit earlier, that he comes on for Fashion Sakala, and then he added a late third to seal the, the clean sheet and the three points. For us, I have to say, I watched Kamal's goal probably about half a dozen times and I still can't quite work out from the angle what happened. And there was a wee bit of a stramash and there was a couple of folks kind of lashing at it. And I still don't really have a you know a picture in my mind's eye about him actually putting it in, but obviously he did put it in that they wouldn't have given him the goal anyway. I just couldn't see it from, from the angle that we could see here on the TV. And quite honestly, our league form has been nothing short of sensational since Michael Beale came back to Ibrox and I really, really hope that continues into the cup game for this weekend. So positives from, from the game, the, the result for, for certain, the results um, are, are, are so good for us right now. Todd Cantwell and Nicholas Raskin's shifts um, are, are such such a game changer for us, you know, to have the, the, two, the two newest members um, of, of the squad really hitting the ground uh, running and and kind of, you, you might remember, we tried, we thought we were going to get that last year. Like, you know, Michael Beale came in and says, I need people to come into the first team right away. We don't need any more squad players. We've got enough of those. And and that's what we did try to do last year. And we went, we went and got Aaron Ramsey from Juventus and Ahmad Diallo eh, from Manchester United. And the expectation was that they would slot right into the first team and contribute significantly for us, um, you know, straight away and, and give us, you know, that... Um, that support that we needed for, for both the domestic and the European run and neither of those players materialised for us or, or worked out for us longer term. I really had hopes for Diallo uh, specifically but just the wrong type of file of football for the for the fella, something like that, I'm not exactly sure. And uh, also another positive seeing young Bailey Rice make his first team debut was incredible as well and, and admittedly I don't know a lot about the academy players or or the B team, I don't follow it too, too much, other than just, um, you know, listening out for the, the results. But I hadn't heard Bailey's name, you know, amongst the, the ones that we would typically hear, like, you know, Lowry and King and Divine and, and the like. And so, so it was a real surprise to, to see him 
you know, come on and, and, and get some minutes in there as well. And then from a stats perspective, we had eight shots on target to Livy's one and we enjoyed 65% of the possession. I mean, that's that's almost Ibrox stats right there. So again, it kind of back to the, it was a bit of a canter and a bit easier than, than it felt like at the time. And as far as I can tell from a final uh, positives perspective, um, all of the five subs that we made were for tactical reasons in-game only and not forced via any injury concerns or anything like that. So if that's true, that's a huge positive for us as well. Negatives, just a feed in Calgary, as I mentioned. Just um, just absolutely junk. But um, in terms of the game, I'm, I'm not so spoiled yet that I'll ever bulk at a 3-0 away win anywhere in the league, let, let alone at Livingston, so I'm going to lay off the negatives for this week and, and just kind of stick more so with the positives. On the referee watch, David Dickinson, uh, David Dixon, sorry, uh, did, did okay as far as I can remember. I didn't see a lot of what he did when we lost the feed, of course, but um, there didn't seem to be a lot of controversy around him. I mentioned earlier that VAR correctly did its job and assisted Dixon for the, the penalty award, and, and he had as clear a view as he needed for the two bookable offences. Their fouls on, uh, on or by the Livingston player, I should say. So overall, I guess he had a solid afternoon. So I'm going to give him an eight out of ten for his efforts, and thank you for your assistance there. One game this week, and I'm pretty sure you know what it is. We play. I think it looks like we're, um, you know, like administratively away in this game, but we play that mob from the East End. In the League Cup final this Sunday, the twenty sixth of February. That's a ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's three p.m. UK kickoff time, which is great for us for for an old firm game. We don't we don't typically get to enjoy old firm games with decent kickoff times, so it gives us an opportunity to um, to not have to get up at like the very 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 wee early hours, and and, and we get a chance to get a wee bit of a lie in. The last time we played them, as you know, was the 2-2 draw at Ibrox um, back early in Michael Bean, Michael Bean, Michael Beale's reign. And and as I, as I mentioned at the time in, in one of the post-match pods after that, I thought we could and should have, have seen the game out and, and won that won that game um, at least 2-1. It was too bad. But this time, we're in a much better position injuries-wise. I mean, it's not it's not great. It's not perfect. When, when you hear Michael Beale rattling off some of the names that are still injured, it's... It's, there's some significant, you know, strength um, for 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 the squad overall. But we're in a better position for this weekend than we were uh, at the game, the last game at Ibrox. So that hopefully should place the manager in a better position to analyse the opponents and put a team out there that are capable of actually winning the game and the cup at the same time. It's not going to be easy, of course, and they're they're flying right now as as much as we are. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And quite honestly, in preparation for next week, my voice next Monday will determine whether we actually did enough to win it or not. We'll be having the pin bar open for business for the game, and there will be beers um, from halftime onwards. And we've got the, we're going to have the kitchen open for some breakfast as well. So hopefully, I'm celebrating long after the game was won. Leo will be with me. Hopefully, he will be my good luck charm on our TV. Just another recommendation that you test your account, make sure everything is going A-OK um, so that you don't experience any issues um, at or during the game on Sunday. Very, very important for that one. For shout-outs for this week, just another wee, another wee shout-out for Debbie and her 50th birthday bash at Palomino this past Friday. We had uh, some, some karaoke there where I absolutely massacred 
Labamba, and then I did a wee bit better later on with uh, with Wooly Bully, and I threw a wee bit of New York, New York in there, just as a tip of the hat to NASA 2024. And, and they, what we actually, what I couldn't mention last week was that we did have some great surprises uh, for her with people visiting with Big John Kelly, um, formerly of this parish, who, who moved to Toronto about a year ago. He flew in last Thursday to surprise Debbie, and then Debbie's long, lifelong best friend from back home, uh, Lindsay, and her husband, John O'Donnell, uh, flew in from back home. They live in Renfrew to surprise her as well. To say that she was surprised was a bit of an understatement. Uh, and that was on top of our sister-in-law, Diane Thorpe. I keep calling her Diane Carey because that's how I remember her um, being called <laughs> as we were growing up. But she uh, not so subtly reminded me on the weekend that she's been Diane Thorpe for five years now, so get it right, Gillen. So there we go. And she also came over for the weekend as well. So a lot of people made a lot of big efforts for Debbie, and, and we all absolutely um, appreciate it. And one last shout out for this week. I need some help from you folks. I started a little bit of a semi-drunk conversation on the weekend there where I talked about the guy at the convention with the bacon suit on and and i'm convinced that i was at a convention and I, I thought originally it was in calgary in 2018 where there was a guy with a bacon suit on like a suit that the pattern on it was just big strips of bacon and latterly as i've kind of sobered up and got a wee bit drunk and sobered up again i'm wondering if it was in vegas i can't remember so if you were at either of the conventions actually maybe even windsor in, in 2019 as well but i don't i don't think it was there that and you know of or you are the person who wore the bacon suit can you please get in touch with me and let me know because i want to piece this together because the family has just been absolutely ripping the piss at me ever since i mentioned this on the weekend there so i need a wee bit <laughs> need a wee bit of backup or support on this that i didn't completely make it up so if you know of anyone or you are the person who had the bacon suit at either Calgary 2018 or Las Vegas 2022. Please get in touch with me at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's. And, and let me know. And I'll hopefully get the big clamp out for the family and tell them that I was right and they were wrong. On to the convention for this week for NASA 2023 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can officially confirm that it's 114 days which is 16 weeks until Toronto Midtown. Give it Lalde, so to so to speak. And we're really looking forward to that. Just a reminder that we do have the hotel rooms on sale and we do have the event tickets on sale. And I really suspect that if we if we get some shiny silver stuff shone in our face on Sunday and, and we've already made the, the request to the club to make sure that we have the League Cup trophy in our midst in, in Toronto in June, that um, I hope to see a, a flurry of activity on the, on the tickets. Just a reminder, the tickets are 225 Canadian, all in for um, all three nights. And that's Thursday, Friday and Saturday night as well. And just another reminder that we also do have the Holiday Flight Centre. They have their full packages for sale for folks who have expressed an interest in, in doing the one-stop shop. I think they're going to be probably about another week, maybe maybe a tiny bit longer, but they, they once... They get to a certain spot. They have to. They have to kind of. Um, they have to, to to basically give the flights the seats back, 
Um, if, if it doesn't look like they're going to be sold, then I believe that time is, is fairly imminent. So if you were kind of procrastinating a wee bit, then maybe hopefully the cup final victory on Sunday will change your mind and then you can get in contact with Rosie and her team and then you'll get that one-stop shop experience from there as well. In terms of VIP guests, we do have another VIP guest who has very kindly um, arranged to, to come over. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to save it for next week and I'm going to do a good job of it um, for next week. I just don't have have the bio handy here the weekend. It was confirmed very late last week and uh, just to kind of put the bio together to, to give it um, you know the, the respect it deserves. I want to be able to do a good job of that. So we do have, we do, do actually now have three um, VIPs confirmed as well as uh, David Edgar from the Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast as well um, to do our MC work. So and we'll do a bumper edition next week in terms of of the the VIP guests as well. Just a reminder, there is a, a, a fundraiser for the Pride of the Rock flute band, and that's going to be on Sunday, March the twelfth. Which I guess is that one, two, probably three weeks. Yesterday, I think that is, and that's going to be at Toronto Number One Rangers Supporters Club, which is in. Scarborough, Ontario, and that's in Ellesmere Road. If you need any details, please go visit their their Facebook page and, and you'll be able to get all the details you need for that as well. I did say last week that I was going to provide a, a recap this week of the recent general meeting that we hosted while we were over in Toronto earlier this month. I haven't quite got my notes together for that. Um, I do have everything I need from from Sandra Hawthorne, but I just haven't had a chance to put that together. As you can tell, it's been a bit of a busy week, so I haven't quite managed to get to that part, but I'll definitely, definitely do that next week. On the communications front for, for this past week, we've had a, we've had a couple of uh, bits and pieces uh, here. And, and firstly, I thought it was quite interesting to, to read that uh, Dave King made a, I guess, uh, Dave King via... Club 1872 had, had made an announcement last week that their proposed share uh, share arrangement with Club or his proposed share arrangement with Club 1872 had been terminated because it just came to pass that they, they weren't able to generate enough interest in, in the shares to to be able to satisfy the, the amount of sales that the, the original agreement had set forth. So the the statement was quite emphatic. You know, we will uh, we will move on from here. That's been terminated and uh, no further work will be done on that as well. Don't really know what that means in terms of the viability of Club 1872 or and or Dave's intent to continue to try and push for more fan uh, presence, more fan influence in, in the running of the club as well. But I think, you know, just in terms of the actual business part of that, uh, Dave didn't get what he needed, so he, he remains our major shareholder. In the club, and and uh, we'll see what he, he does from here. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting um, as to as to how that unfolds over the next wee while. And you may have seen that there was um, the the opening, the, the formal opening gala and uh, hall of fame event at the New Edmiston House, and that was yesterday. Um, and we did get from a NASA perspective, we did get um, a, a, a kind of late invite that came in um, just at the beginning of last week there and so, so we put a wee kind of feelers out on the, the WhatsApp group that we have to say is anyone going to be back home this weekend it would be great if we could have a bona fide person from NARSA able to make it there and represent us and unfortunately we, we, we didn't find anyone um, and I know it was appreciating it was a short notice on, the, on that respect so I did uh, actually get the 
the father of our social media guru, Andy Carey, who's also called Andy Carey. Um, a ticket to be able to go over and enjoy the festivities and he, he FaceTimed, uh, or FaceTime call, called from from the event and uh, it looked absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was, it was just basically the who's who in, in Rangers land, wasn't it, from, from everything. If you get a chance to go check out the website article, it gives you a wee bit of an um, overview of, of the event and it also has the three videos from the, the three um, Hall of Fame inductees and you'll, you'll know of course that was Alan McGregor, James Tavernier and Stephen Davis and they have the videos for each of those um, there as well and just a wee bit, there's a gallery as well, about a dozen photos there from the event and it just looked like an absolutely fantastic event. It's just great to see the ability to be able to, to do stuff like that in the new Edmiston House um, as well. And I imagine you'll just see stuff like that over time now. I don't know if it's big enough for the AGMs, but for certain events like that, it's just going to be, um, you know, an absolute convenience and moneymaker, quite frankly, for the club as well to be able to, to use that going forward. So that's that's tremendous and and um, and something that's uh, long overdue, uh, quite, quite honestly. I remember we used to go to the Edmiston House uh, for a player of the year dances with the Castle Street Loyal, you know, thirty years ago, and um, and it was great just having it so so handy and across the street there. So, yeah, really, really good to see that. And one wee quick thing I wanted to um, to raise, and, and maybe maybe I'll reach out to David Mason, the, the club historian, about this. Is when when I, when I, we were notified that James Tavernier had had been inducted into the Hall of Fame, one of my first thoughts was, I wonder if he's the first black player to be inducted into the Rangers Hall of Fame. I have no idea. I did find a website yesterday that took uh, took you through all of the, the inductees into to the Rangers Hall of Fame um, to date. And assuming that's right, I, there was certain names in there I just I didn't know and I wasn't sure if if James Tavernier was, was the first one um, or not. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to try and find out about that because that would be uh, that would be very interesting. And then it started to make me think, I wonder if he's also our first black captain. As well, I didn't read anything about that at all, and and if if so, I think that's that's testimony to him and and you know the, the significance he's had for us not only as a player but as a, as an ambassador, um as well for for um uh, for, for all black players out there, you know, and, and something for for young uh, young players to strive to as well. So I'll try and find out about that. Um, you know, not a huge deal if I can't, but I just thought it'd be quite interesting and another bit of a topic. And uh, you know, in the spirit of everyone. Anyone, good for Tav um, for getting that. And as I said earlier, you know, he had such a brilliant weekend scoring two goals um, the day before as well. So it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Anywho, so um, Rangers and Five Stars, they do have their, uh, the 20th anniversary dinner of the 50th League title. And that's coming up in May, the very the, the first week in May. And I did mention last week that we were going to have a competition. We've been given a couple of tickets for that so we'll get moving on that competition and we do also have a competition that's going to be for NASA members only uh, you know paid up in good standing members of NASA clubs where uh, we're going to give um, a couple of nights hotel stay for the convention timeline at the convention hotel um, over um, um, over the next we'll probably do that next week maybe try and do that next week if we can I, I want to do it in February so yeah let's let's do that next week because that'll be the last day in February that we've got um, next next week 
um, or almost the last day in February. And uh, so we'll get going on that. And we've got some other good prizes to give away for NARSA members only over the next wee while. For the, the anniversary dinner, that's a wee bit different because it's something for back home. So we kind of open it up to NARSA members and friends and then, you know, give, give people the opportunity from back home because it's not, you know, readily easy for NASA members to get over there unless they were actually going in the first place anyway. And I'm sure there are a few that are that are heading over from this continent's shores to, to enjoy uh, the week's festivities and, and hopefully our first League Cup victory for a number of years as well. Okay, my friends, that will do it. As always, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to, to listen and please do share this with whomever you think might enjoy it. Until next week, here's to Michael Beale's first managerial trophy success this coming Sunday. Let's keep it going, Michael. This would be absolutely amazing if we could do that. So until next week, I really, really hope your team wins. And please do take care of yourself, okay? All the best. Cheerio.